T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Of course, I mean, I think everybody on our team should be striving for a starting job. And if you're not, then there's no reason for you to be here. So, um, of course, I'm going to do everything that I can to, you know, get that starting job. And, you know, um, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's not up to me. You know, Coach Nagy has a set plan on, you know, my development and, and, and stuff like that. But I'm just going to, you know, work hard and keep my head down and just, just, just keep grinding it out every day. Bears quarterback Justin Fields, of course he wants to be the starter. Just need to hear it. Just confirm. You do want to be the starter. Yes, Justin Fields wants to be the starter for the Chicago Bears. Mark Rohde back with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, taking some of your Bears calls, which we will do momentarily. 312-644-6767. A baseball situation in town tonight. The Cardinals have just taken a one nothing lead on the White Sox on a Paul Goldschmidt single with one out, and that just happened to be the first hit of the game against White Sox starter Lance Lynn. The more interesting part was I thought it was a playable ball for Tim Anderson. Now, it was a drawn-in infield considering the closeness of the game and the magnitude of the game because these are two first-place teams so Tim Anderson drawn in, but the ball hit at him, hit hard enough that it was it was ruled a hit. It was, and I don't have sound on the television, so I don't know what the if Jason Benetti and Steve Stone might be debating that, but I don't know. I mean, it to me it looked like it could have been an error, and who knows? Maybe maybe it gets changed, but it was a scalding shot, and Anderson tried to backhand it. Um, so I, you know, degree of difficulty was pretty high, but just an interesting situation. We were kind of going into no hitter mode here on the score, trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do here? If we got a no hitter, Bruce is there. All right, we're going to Bruce on, uh, but the Cardinals, they have ruled it a hit Cardinals lead the white Sox, no matter what it it's one to nothing that won't be changed obviously, but who knows? I mean, it's, that'd be something if the official scores as they sometimes do sometimes calls get changed and then all of a sudden there's a no hitter back on i remember something similar to that happening in a cubs game when i was on the cubs tour i think it was 2017 john lester pitching first series out of the all-star break and uh, which would have been in baltimore after they'd gotten jose quintana and then lester pit like he there was it happened like where a hit was ruled an error, and all of a sudden, John Lester had a no-hitter going through five. Like, we were back in no-hitter mode, and then, obviously, it wasn't a no-hitter. But stuff like that happens, so stand by. 
I will keep you up to date and let you know, and I'll try to gather more info when we have a chance and there's a break just to make sure that there's no funny stuff with the official scores. 312-644-6767. John's been waiting and is waiting in Dallas. Hi, John. You're on the score. How are you, man? Hey, enjoying the show. The Bears fans have to stop talking mediocrity. Listen, we drafted Justin Fields in the first round, 11th pick. He is better than Dalton, period. Stop the comparison. And first of all, take a look at what Dalton did in Dallas yet last year. What are we talking about? Forget, and the last thing, forget Rodgers. If we don't believe Justin Fields is going to take us to two Super Bowls, which only Rodgers has been the one and one, then what are we talking about? He's, he's a generational quarterback. Ain't nobody scared of Rodgers. We believe in the quarterback we got is going to be better than Rodgers. So the Bear coaches don't have no decision to make. This guy, he was first-round pick, 11th. He needs to be prepared to start the first game in, I believe, against the Rams. I'll hang up and hear what you got to say. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate waiting out in Dallas. Yeah, September 12th in L.A. against the Rams is that – is it opener? I'd like to see it. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. And, you know, we're pretty sure, like, there is one part of this. We're not positive that Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. We're pretty sure of it. There have to, there do have to be some steps in between. Like, we all want it. Who doesn't want Justin Fields to start? But if he's truly not ready for game one, and this is a case where you do have to trust the head coach, Matt Nagy, and the offensive coaches on the Bears. You know what I mean? Like, you have to trust that they do have a checklist of things that they would deem this quarterback or any other young, high-pedigree quarterback, that they would deem them ready to start an NFL season. And they've said two things that should give you hope. They have said over and over that they they will start the quarterback that gives the team the best chance to win. So there's no way they're going to just not start Justin Fields out of principle. Like they're not going to be like, well, look, we, we our principle is that Pat Mahomes was great and he sat out until week 17. That's been referenced as a blueprint, a way to do things, but I promise you They are not sticking to any kind of a script. And if they see the things that they need to see, then they will start this man. And if they feel that he is the best guy to put you in a position to win, they will do that because it's their butts too. It's the coaches, but they need to win to keep their jobs. I'm not saying that it's win or go home for the coaches, but that's just the way it works in the NFL. If they don't win with the team that they're with, then they will eventually be fired. So I promise you, they want the best guy to quarterback. And if they feel like Justin Fields could be the one to make everybody look good, then Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. 312-644-6767 for text or for your phone calls. You could also tweet me at Mark Grody Sports um, to do that as well. Um, from, the, from the 206, speaking of the hated mustard and relish where's grobstein he's coming up he's coming up in about 20 minutes from now i told us about 9 30 so um we'll give him a little more time because he's prepping for his own show right now so he's got to get ready 
and then we'll have him on, and we'll we'll talk about everything. We'll talk about the Bears with Les. We'll talk about the Cubs, maybe even a little bit about this this White Sox game, bottom of the six, Sox trail, St. Louis, one to nothing is the, the score right now. So Grobber coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. All right, I told you that I wanted you guys to hear a little bit. This is short. There's a short segment here, about eight minutes or so. Um, Lawrence Holmes today had on Tyler Dunn. Tyler Dunn is the founder of Go Long, a newsletter dedicated to enterprising pro football journalism. Guy used to be on the beat with the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo News. He's well-sourced, and he is had some stuff that none of us had on the beat regarding Allen Robbins at one point and has some good stuff on Justin Fields as well. So let's listen to Tyler Dunn with Lawrence Holmes. Just a short segment here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. What's happening, Ty? What is happening? Thank you for that intro, man. I appreciate you having me on and reading and subscribing and yeah it's always great to check in on those bears yeah well, when you're writing stuff about uh the bears new qb1 and the old qb1 that they had i i had to that had to bring you on and talk about it i want to talk about some of the other stuff that that actually might affect the bears too but how did we get to this place where the bears found themselves in a position to get justin Fields? man there's a lot to it um and we tried to get into all those moving parts um, in the story that we have up today. But, I mean, you name a quarterback that wanted to be traded or was available, and, you know, I guarantee you the Bears checked in on that quarterback. You know, I, you know Deshaun Watson, before any of this stuff kind of happened, obviously the Texans weren't, weren't dealing him, and, you know, that would have changed eventually. Uh, the Houston Chronicle report, you know, that they were planning on looking to deal him around draft week weekend. But, you know, Start there, I guess. The Bears loved Deshaun Watson out of the shoot, but the Texans weren't taking calls. And then I really think they moved their attention to Russell Wilson. And, and from what I've heard, the Bears were really, really confident that they would get Russell Wilson. Um, they were willing to basically give Seattle whatever Seattle wanted, short of Cleo Mack, you know, picks, players, you name it. And I, I think that what gave them confidence that they could pull this deal off was. Yeah, for one, you know, Jimmy Graham's in town. He was in Russell Wilson's wedding party. But bigger than that, uh, John Schneider, it, it sounds like he's kind of fed up with a lot of the uh, the stuff going on with Russell Wilson in the building. You know, Wilson wants more say in personnel. I, I know he wants to be an owner one day. So he, he wants to do more than just play football. And I think Schneider was willing to pull that trigger. But Pete Carroll uh, was not. You know, he doesn't want this to be his legacy. He's going to be 70 years old. He wants to really – Make, make a legit run at the Super Bowl. You know, they don't really have a plan B in place if they were to deal Wilson. So that never materialized. You know, they checked in on Carson Wentz. I think that Ben Roethlisberger would have been in play if the Steelers moved on there. Heck, I had somebody tell me that they, they probably checked in on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't think that would have happened in a million years. But, you know, you, you, you do have to give Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy credit for at least, you know, really looking at all possible options here. I, I think that Outside of Chicago, a lot of people were stunned that everybody kind of kept their jobs. So they operated with that desperation and eventually ended up getting Justin Fields. And I know I'm kind of going on and on here, but I think that Andy Dalton signing helped them move up because they could they could at least sell the people that this is our quarterback and they couldn't get taken to the woodshed on the trade on, on, on draft night. Well, that's good. I mean, and if that's what the role that Andy Dalton plays for, for the Bears in them getting – 
uh, their quarterback of the future, then I'm totally okay with it. I am curious on what you're hearing because I hear conflicting stuff on they they want Dalton to be the starter or they want Fields to win the job and wrestle it away from him, a la what, what Russell Wilson did when he was a rookie quarterback. What are you hearing about when they would like Justin Fields to play? I think that, you know, number one, I, I think it was kind of a, a genius maneuver in terms of survival. You know what I mean? Like, if, mm-hmm. if you're Ryan Pace, like, this is a really good uh, place to be. When, when you, you get that second crack at drafting a quarterback, you draft that quarterback, you know, that buys you some more time. I think if Justin Fields shows anything this year, you know, you really can't fire anybody, right? Unless he is just a total bust. And it looks like a mistake. I, I can't see that happening. But so they definitely bought themselves more time. So it was smart through that lens. I would I would think that they're they're going to start Andy Dalton. You know, I mean, they've said I'll take them at their word that that's at least where they're going to start. I and mean, this is a guy who, I mean, he's had some success. He, he wasn't as bad as people think in Dallas. I don't, I don't think he's just a total embarrassment of a quarterback by him. He's not exciting. But you you can you can put him out there with the veterans you have on offense and, and let Justin Fields develop. But the second that Justin Fields, you know, shows that electricity that we saw at Ohio state, I mean, you got to go to him and that, that's, that's your franchise guy. And the pressure will mount for him to see the field. If he shows anything at training camp, anything in the preseason as it should, because you drafted him for a reason, 11th overall. The headline reads an inside look at the Chicago bears and QB desperation in today's NFL. That's on the Substack. Tyler Dunn writes, golongtd.com. You could check it out. I, I say go get yourself a subscription. So, of course, on draft night, Bears fans before Justin Fields gets picked, Ty, like they, they had already felt like they had won because there seemed to be dysfunction in Green Bay. And that felt better than the possibility at the time of the, the Bears drafting a tackle at number 20. They, of course, trade up. They get their quarterback. So it feels like a double win for most Bears fans. June 1st is lurking. What is going on in Green Bay? It's got to be a weird, weird feeling for everybody at Hallis Hall that there is this this gleam, right? There's just this little glimmer of hope that since 92, I mean, Favre and Rodgers have had a stranglehold on this division. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I don't need to go through the statistics, but like, oh, like, I mean, they, they've got to love the fact that Green Bay might be starting over a quarterback. Everything I've heard, you know, in, in talking to people around the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, around the team, I don't think anything has changed. I know a lot of former players have come out, John Kuhn, James Jones, even current players, Devontae Adams, kind of, kind of giving fans, you know, a little hope that maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can figure this out. Everything I keep hearing is that Rodgers is dug in, and he couldn't get past that Jordan Love selection, and he took it to the extreme of going up to opponents during last season when he's winning the MVP award and his team's going 13-3 and three and everything is, is, is so you know, magical and they, they have a Super Bowl contender, he's telling players, like, hey, I'm going to be out of here. Like, 2021, you want to kind of form this dream team of sorts? You know, he's, he's plotting and planning this out. So that, that tells me, like, he isn't just going to change his mind. I don't think it's about money. Green Bay's offered to pay him more than any quarterback. I don't think it's about winning. If it was, he'd just stay in Green Bay. It's about – what Brian Gutekunst, the GM, did in drafting Jordan Love. And 
I, I guess what we'll see tonight is he's going to talk to Kenny Mayne. Maybe he just calls all of us, you know, fake news and smear attacks and all that, and he shows up. I, I can't see him just kind of burying the hatchet. Yeah, I, I wonder about that too. I and mean, I mean, obviously, because I mean, you know how this works. Like you get tips, you talk to sources. It seemed it seemed like the perfect petty play for him to ruin their draft night, like they had ruined his. It's what it was, man. It really was. I mean, there was one player that I talked to, and, uh, I mean, he, he's unabashedly pro-player, pro-Rodgers pro in this situation, and he, he was just laughing. He's like, this is just like an evil mastermind plot. You know what I mean? Like, that Aaron Rodgers kind of planned this all out. Now, there's two ways to think of it. Like, he, he's legitimately worried about Jordan Love and, and wants to get ahead of it, but I think he, he more so sees a raw quarterback who isn't ready, and it's like, all right, you know, I'm going to turn the tables on you and force you to speed up your timeline a year or two, and you're going to have to play this kid before he's ready. I think that could very well be going through his head. At the very least, he wants to publicly punish the Packers and embarrass them. I mean, he he loves watching them squirm right now in the court of public opinion. I, I think it's – if I'm Green Bay, I mean, I know he's really talented, and you put up with a certain amount of BS when you've got a talented star player – at what point do you just say enough is enough? My, my, I mean, my God, I mean, the Jerry Krause text, that, that only scratches the surface. I think you, you're in first hits, and that cap hit just doesn't hurt you as bad as a franchise. Get ahead of it yourself if you're Green Bay. Go on the offensive, trade them. Get two, three first, two, three seconds, two, three starters. Just, just move on while you can because I don't see this getting better. Ty, I appreciate the time. You're doing a great job with GoLongTD.com. And I always love it when you got stuff that's going on with with Chicago or the NFC North. Anytime, Lawrence. Thank you for the support, man. I'm I'm always free here. That's my man. That's Lawrence Holmes and Tyler Dunn talking bears earlier on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Vaughn has just hit a two-run homer for the White Sox in the bottom of the sixth inning. White Sox 2, St. Louis 1, as uh, this game is... This game has been very dramatic. Lance Lynn had a no-hitter going up until uh, the Paul Goldschmidt hard shot at Tim Anderson got past him. It was ruled a base hit and obviously an RBI. So there was there was no hitter being threatened tonight. And now just a massive home run for the, the White Sox 23-year-old. Now really starting to like slowly but surely come into his own. Um, just developing it at like the way you like to see players develop. So the Sox up two to one. Been talking a ton of Cubs tonight. They are off tonight and then at Pittsburgh starting tomorrow. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers and our conversation about him, he skipped the the OTA today. Not surprising, but unprecedented for Aaron Rodgers that he has. That is not as much prowess as he has for Green Bay. He has never pulled this trick before, even, you know, as a veteran player and it being voluntary and players sometimes just doing it because they can. Aaron Rodgers never done it. So it happened today. So it's just that's why there is another round of Aaron Rodgers talk going on. And so we shall see. Will Aaron Rodgers be... At Soldier Field on October 17th, Bears-Packers, a noon game. That would be the first time that the Bears and Packers hook up this year. We shall see if it is Jordan Love as the Packers quarterback or if it is Aaron Rodgers indeed. And I'm trying to think here. If he was traded, might the Bears see him 
before that occurs anyway, like with another team. Let's see, they play the Rams first. They host Cincinnati. That ain't going to happen. Cleveland, there actually had, had been a little bit of talk about Rodgers going to Cleveland, despite them having a quarterback. Um, Detroit, he ain't going to Detroit. Vegas, eh, probably not going to happen. So, no, I think the earliest the Bears would see Aaron Rodgers would be October 17th this year. There is a man that works at the score. His name is Les Grobstein. He has a lot of thoughts about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. At least typically he does. So I will ask Les what he thinks about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he will return, if he'd like to see him return. We'll find out where Les thinks that Justin Fields, when he should quarterback the Bears. We'll ask about the Cubs, the Sox, and whatever. Whatever avenue Les Grobstein would like to go down, we will take it there. He is our overnight host, Les Grobstein, joins us next here. It's Mark Rody, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Lawrence Holmes, live from Chicago, middays, noon to 2. Andrew Vaughn should be in the lineup every day. I wasn't a fan of putting him out in left field, and he struggled a little bit in Yankee Stadium in left field. But the guy can clearly hit. You need that right now. You're trying to win games in the margin. You have to have your best lineup. I want the guys that hit the ball in the air and hit the ball hard in the lineup, and I don't think that that's a crazy thing to ask for. It's got to be Lawrence Holmes, live from Chicago, noon to 2, on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And Odyssey Station. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Texter from the 224. Hey, Les, I have five letters for Aaron Rodgers. C-H-O-K-E. <laughs> I love when Les spells. Grobber going to join us shortly. Hey, I told him 9.30, so he'll probably jump on at, at 9.30. He can, it could happen any second now. He has the same broadcast equipment that I have from, from his house. I'm at my, I'm in Chicago. He's out in the, the western suburbs where I am from, where my parents still live. So, yeah, I used to occasionally run into Grobber when I go back home. Saw him at a Dave & Buster's one time and uh, at a Lady Gaga concert one time. As a lot of you guys know, you've heard the, same old grody grobber stories over and over but you know what every transition that we do or every conversation that we have is different and i don't expect this one to be any more different the Sox now leading three to one against the the cardinals out at guaranteed rate field so good game good game out there lance lynn has looked terrific andrew vaughn with a massive two-run homer against Kwang Hyun Kim. It was interesting because they had a long meeting on the mound with Kim, the lefty starter for the Cardinals, who had been really good up until he gave up the home run to Andrew Vaughn. A long meeting. Translator had to be called out. He literally sprinted from the Cardinals dugout out to, you know, Mike Schilt and the rest of the, the infield, basically. Long meeting, and it went for naught because Andrew Vaughn hits the home run, and the the White Sox, like I said, with a sixth-inning two-run lead on the Redbirds. The Cubs are off today. They will be at Pittsburgh starting tomorrow. Jake Arrieta, it is a three-game series, and the Cubs will be back home after that to take on Cincinnati. All right, while we're waiting for Grobber, how about a little audio entertainment? I had meant to get to this earlier, but it it is fascinating. This was... Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, they host one of those hot take shows called The Undisputed. 
and Julio Jones became the Atlanta wide receiver, became a big part of this program. And you will hear how it went down and a very interesting situation and phone call that occurred during the show. Roll it. Hmm. You watching Julio? I really hope he answers here. Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. All right. Julio. Hold on, hold on. Put you up. Here's your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, not too much. Gotta go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you wanna go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you wanna stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out, out. Of there? He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to. Ideally, where would you like to go? Um, right now, I'm just. I wanna win. Okay. Yeah. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to. You ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Uh, you already, you already, man, listen, come on, man. You already know, I know. Okay. <laughs> you, you remind him no, we're on television Ask right me why I wore the Dallas. Right. Listen, sure. listen. You know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture? Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was going to pick up. <laughs> Oh yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay, I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. Ah, very interesting. Again, that that Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless live on their show, undisputed. They called Julio Jones, as you probably could tell. Hopefully, that the context was there for you. I don't know if, if until the end, Julio Jones ever knew he was actually on the air on TV through the telly. And saying that he's out of here and then saying he's not going to Dallas. And then, of course, it has to make you think that if Julio Jones does want out of Atlanta, Bears. Could you imagine? I mean, really, there, there's there's 30 other teams that could say that play the, could you imagine, like, your number one receiver with Julio Jones? But we'll play, could you imagine, with the Bears, and that would be Allen Robinson <laughs> and Julio Jones. That'd be, like... That's the move where, like, getting an ace pitcher, it puts everybody else in line. It lines up the depth chart. all. Then you know what you have. Then all of a sudden, because the Bears have all these wide receivers, but it's quantity, and we don't know if it's quality at this point in terms of all the guys that the Bears have. Then you would know if it's Allen Robinson, Julio Jones. Oh, God, how much better does Darnell Mooney all of a sudden look? You know, hell, you know, maybe Anthony Miller all of a sudden just looks great because he gets put in his position. Daz Newsom has time to learn and maybe maybe even flourish. And then, you know, guys like that you signed, you know, Marquise Goodwin and Demir Bird and Javon Wims and Riley Ridley, guys that were already on the I'm just, I guess I'm just dreaming right now because there is no sniff or sound of of Julio Jones to the Bears. But <laughs> I thought that was an audio that that you needed to hear, and there will be many teams dreaming of Julio Jones to go to their team. And um, if he is out of there, like he said, right at the very beginning, if you didn't catch it, I, I assume he was talking about Atlanta and saying, I'm out of there, but then saying he's not going to Dallas. So stay tuned on Julio Jones. And don't say that the Julio Jones to the Bears didn't start right here on this very show, Mark Grody at 934 on a Monday night because it did. Okay.
I am being told to take a break because now we are going to, apparently we're going to end the show with Les Grobstein, which I guess makes more sense. It feels like more of a transition, even though Grobber doesn't come on until midnight. So we'll call it semi-transition in this transitional time for everybody, quite frankly. You know, a lot of half masks right now. We're all half masking. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the Odyssey app today to listen to the score. And Odyssey Station. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Some of you Packer fans are classy, but for some of you obnoxious scumbags, I got one thing. (laughs) Yes. The Grody Show on the score. Here with you for just a, another 20 minutes or so, and I can't think of a better way to finish things up than a little Robert Grody transition, even though it's not really transition because there is no Grober at 10 o'clock, but he'll be on at midnight, and he joins me right now. What's up, Les? Hey, Mark, what's going on? And, uh, yep, uh, speaking of your last name, there's another version of the term Grody. And that's what Uh some of the Packer fans can be. Oh, you just associated my name. But it's no, it's a a similar sounding. Oh. But you know what what the name, uh, not the the name Grody, the term Grody from the 70s. Oh, like Grody to the Valley Girls and other things used to use that term. Oh, my God, grody to the max. Oh, my God, you're so grody. Is that what you're talking about? That's it. Yeah. So do you still think that there's a decent cross-section of Packers fans that are scumbags? So there's a small amount. There's, there's enough of them up there that, uh, you know, they always say to me, why are you so mean to the Packers? I go, well, what do you think of the Bears? Well, I can't stand them. I go, you just answered your own question. Exactly. So they're really, they're just... They're just trolling. They, they just hate Bears, and they hate Bears fans, and they're mean-spirited, yes? Well, there's, there's no doubt about that. Some of them can be okay. Some of them can be pretty cool. I've been in a lot of tailgate situations up there outside of Lambeau Field for Bear-Packer games, and it was actually pretty cool. Did you mingle with the Packers fans? And did, the did fans they know? up there between uh, uh, Green Bay and Chicago, they seem to get along quite well together. Was there any point in time while you were mingling with Packers fans that you saw and said, hmm, this is interesting. I might try this. Like, I might try the whole Packers thing. I'm not even going to. That's a stupid question, which I'm not going to even respond to. Now, you know better than that. You're you're trying to get me in on something like that, and uh, it's not going to work. No. Okay. No, I just thought, like, since The answer to your question is you don't need me to say no because you know the answer is no. Okay. What do you think is going to happen with. Aaron Rodgers. With Nothing. All, he's he going to be a Packer. He's not going anywhere. I don't believe he's going anywhere. I don't think you know the Packers are going to keep him. Uh, it would be uh, it would be too uh, too nice to see it happen that he goes elsewhere. I don't think it'll happen. You think because the Packers I think he's going to be... be with Green Bay. He's still going to be up there wearing those uh, ugly uh, mustard and relish colored uniforms or uh, vomit <laughs> green and urine yellow colors. <laughs> 
Where did they even come up with those colors? Why Why did they choose them? Like, they're the worst versions of green and yellow, right? I don't know. You and I were not alive when they came up with them. That's true. I'm sure we could probably do a little digging to find out, like, why exactly those are the colors. But it's well, I'll like, give you three yeah. words. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. So okay, so you so Aaron Rodgers is, is going to be back because the Packers they have complete control over him. Do you ever fear though that Jordan Love will be the next great quarterback? And can you imagine that if we had to go? He can't three be as good as Aaron Rodgers or as Brett Favre. He can't be. He just can't be. If he is, then there's nothing we can do about that. Well, I, I thought the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers was drafted about in the same position as Jordan Love was. So I don't know. I I I hope not. I mean, if they, if it is, and it's like then I think the Bears. I are thought cursed. there was a chance Rodgers was going to be as, was going to be as good as Favre. Late in his career, Favre was not that good. He was throwing a lot of interceptions. The Bears even figured out to beat him late in his career. Not only after he ended up with Minnesota. In fact, the last game that they ever played against each other, Favre, uh, um, he was not even supposed to. Uh, not Favre. I mean, Rodgers was not supposed to. Uh, uh, played the last time the Bears played the Packers. But then, uh, as we all know, Favre played that game in Minneapolis, outdoors at the University of Minnesota's TCF Bank Stadium in oh, a yeah. blizzard. And they scored, I'm talking about the Vikings, the first time they got the ball. And we're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. The Bears put up 40, and they clinched the division that night against the Vikings. Man, was that the game that Aaron Rodgers was knocked out by – the Bears defensive end, the Northwestern kid. You mean Brett Favre. What did I say? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my bad. What, who was the – my my brain has gone blank here. The Bear, the, the kid from Northwestern who knocked out Brett Favre. One quick tackle, and uh, that was the last play. And when, it, when he said, yeah, I'm going to retire after this, nobody believed him because he unretired three or four times. Shoot, and then eventually he, he finally did retire. It's driving me crazy because he's like in media now. Like I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name. Um, defensive end, big dude. He does some stuff for Fox TV, played at Northwestern. Come on, somebody. Somebody help me, please. I don't have please. my computer on, so I could cheat okay. and come up with it that All way, right. but I don't have it on. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out here in a second. I'm watching baseball here, too, so I'm a little distracted. The Sox lead St. Louis 4-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh inning. How yeah, about... Mike Schilt, uh, he, he stayed way, way, way one batter too long with uh, uh, a guy that should have been out of there, and that was Kim. Yeah. And then Kim gave up that home run down the left field line, and uh, then they brought in uh, Ponce de Leon, and he gave up a two-run double to... Uh, no, to Timmy Anderson, and uh, right now the Sox are in good shape. They're up 4-1. to one. Yeah, and, and Ponce de Leon brings up an interesting question, one that I've been wanting to ask you, so I'm glad the you just of youth. me into Well, not just that. Who is your, knowing you, Grobber, you're into the Explorers. Who was your favorite Explorer? I have you down as a Vasco da Gama guy. What, who, who is your I've never even heard explorer? of Vasco da Gama. Who's that? Oh, really? Who's that? Vasco da Gama. I'll look it up here in a second. I just know the name. I forgot what he did. Uh, might have been in Louisiana or something like that. But Va- I had you down as Vasco da Gama guy. Perhaps a Magellan. Now, have you heard of Francisco Magellan? Um, vaguely. I believe he was the first one to 
circle around the world, I want to say, in our great oceans. I think that that's what he did. But do you have a favorite explorer? Well, I mean, I liked uh, the movie, and I one of the first songs I learned how to play on the piano uh, without reading music by ear was the song uh, Around the World in 80 Days. <laughs> that, that qualifies you as doing some exploring. What uh, I guess... Christopher Columbus. Okay, Nina, Pinta, or Santa Maria, your favorite boat? Well, it probably was a Santa Maria. Probably would have to be that. That makes sense. That actually does make sense. All right, back to the Bears. When, because you and I haven't talked about this, when would you like to see Justin Fields start? Are you down in the program of letting him develop, sit out for a, for a little no, while? Or no, no, no. Most people disagree with me, and that's fine. Uh, some of our experts, people I have a lot of respect for. I'm not going to mention any names, so don't even try to get me to mention any names because I won't do mm. it. Mm. But I do know this much. Um, I don't think uh, uh, I, I, I would start uh, Fields. I would start him in the first game. Uh, we're going way, way back to when uh, uh, eventually uh, Trubisky ended up having to finally come in because Mike Lennon was just so bad for four games. And in the fourth game, John yeah. Fox, who was one of the worst coaches in Bear history, uh, finally decided to uh, yank out Glennon and put in uh, Trubisky. But uh, I think they messed him up. And uh, then, you know, since uh, Nagy took over, I mean, things for one year, things seemed to be pretty good. But uh, once they eventually, uh, you know, they, Trubisky turned out to be okay. But uh, I thought the coaching system that they had at that point was just not very good. We needed a changeover. Trubisky had to go or Nagy had to go. They couldn't both stay. Well, the uh, management up above us, uh, they were going to keep the head coach. They were going to keep uh, Pace, the general manager, and there you have it, and we'll see if it works out or not. So there's some, you're saying there's somebody at the score, though, that doesn't agree with you? Is that, that No, I didn't say oh. that. I said there was somebody above us media-wise, and I'm not going to mention who it is. You're going to keep trying to get it out of me, and it's not going to work. Ooh, above us media-wise, who doesn't want him to, to start? I'm not going there. Don't even try. Hmm, is that, you mean like a boss of ours? Or like when you no, say I, it's got no, nothing to do with the score. Mitch Rosen does not want Justin Field. That's weird. It's got nothing that... to do with the score for the uh, oh, fourth okay. time. Hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Th so there's like a network, or I'm not oh. going any further. So you could keep trying. You're not going to get it out of me. All right. What did you think about the Cubs taking two out of three from the cart? You had to have had some satisfaction because St. Louis has got to be second on your hit list in terms of cities or fan bases you don't like dealing with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of, but uh, Cubs-Cardinals is the best rivalry, uh, although all the Eastern people are going to still say it's Red Sox-Yankees. We're not going to get rid of that uh, particular chat, but the bottom line is uh, Cubs-Cardinals, anytime they play, it's very interesting. Um, the Cardinals, by they're probably going to lose this game tonight to the White Sox, and, uh, you know, it's going to cut it to a game and a half, but still a long way to go. The Cardinals have some people out uh, just like the Cubs, both teams have some people out, so there's a lot of baseball left to be played. Let me get back to a philosophical question that I've been asking people all night, and actually I've had some pretty good feedback, and it pertains to the Cubs, and who are playing very well right now, some very impressive things, and we've been glowing about the Cubs tonight. But 
if the if July 31st rolls around, that's the trade deadline. If they're the in first are, place, they're not going to start unloading people. No, but what do you think? Do you think that they should? Would you rather? They it doesn't matter did. what I think. What well, I think I know, doesn't but I matter. Know, what, but I want to know. The, what the you White think. Sox had that black, uh, white flag trade. Uh, could have been called black flag, white flag. Could have called anything in 1997, <laughs> when they were three and a half games out, and the White Sox claimed in 2000, three years later, that they won the division because of the white flag trade, which of course was oh, yeah. ridiculous. Right. But what do you want to? I mean, as a, as a Cubs reporter, if they're observer, in or near first place. I yeah. don't think they will trade a whole bunch. They're not going to unload Bryant, and they're not going to unload Rizzo, and they're not going to unload Baez or Contreras or people like that, nor should they. By the way, Les, I did, our textures are great, as you know, and Corey Wooten was yeah, the that's Bears who it was. player. He was the one, right? It went, that, and it was in- that ended the career of Brett Favre. Wooten, Wooten was the last guy to tackle him that put him out of that game, and... Uh, you know, again, Favre was not supposed to play that game. He had been announced right up to about uh, 20 minutes before game time that he was going to be inactive. And then they announced on the PA in the press box there in Minneapolis, I know because I was there, they announced that uh, Brett Favre is going to be active and he is starting. So they, they, they pulled a little gamesmanship and he took the Vikings right down the field. They scored a touchdown. And from that point on, the Bears put up 40 on them and just blew them right Ooh. off the field. And Favre was eventually knocked out of the game. And uh, a guy who was a misery situation for the uh, Bears for years didn't have to deal with him anymore after that. Did you do an overnight show that night? Do you I did. Remember? I oh, did. Oh, God, you, mu- you must have just loved that. must have been one of your favorite shows ever. I did it from the press box there. My favorite show ever, though, was still 98 when the uh, Bulls won their last championship. And I did it from Salt Lake City. Oh, that's fantastic. Where where did you you did it at the arena? The Wyndham Hotel right across the street from the Delta Center. Both oh my God. particular buildings have different names now. The arena in Salt Lake City has changed names about three or four times, uh, and that hotel has changed uh, names about three or four times. But uh, had the equipment set up there. We had done shows there uh, earlier in the week as well, and it was pretty cool after they won the title. How many calls would you say you took that? night just like off the top of your head uh i didn't count them but uh, it was it lit up like a christmas tree oh i bet did you hit, like were, were you like were there players on or was it just like pure like fan interaction that night just take that we got in the locker room oh, okay yeah yeah of course of course but uh, no we the... were just getting calls from fans and oh my um God. we had a couple of our uh, score people in fact uh uh bernstein came on with us uh, that night as well Oh wow, yeah, he was bat- he was on the beat then, and Schuster probably wasn't even at the score then, right? Oh, uh, he was, but... and he came on with me that night too. Oh, oh, that's amazing. He was he was at the score. Yeah, I guess he would have been in '98. And you know, Bernstein has has basically been at the score since it started, so that that makes sense. But oh my Bernstein God, joined the score in uh, 1995. Well, there you go. So three years later, there's Bernstein doing the thing. In Salt Lake City and the the final shot. So you would put that down. Where where does the the Minnesota Brett Favre gets knocked out of the game? The Bears demolish the pack. That has to rank pretty highly. Well, though, that was up there. But when the Hawks won their Stanley Cups and we did uh, well, of course the most recent one was right here in Chicago at the United Center. So I did that in the studio. But as far as what was going on uh, 
Uh, the, the first time they won the cup in Philadelphia when Patrick Kane scored the goal that nobody could see go into the net except maybe for Kaner, uh, did the show that night, and, and that was pretty cool. And uh, and Schuster was with me that night, too. Dude, that was just an incredible and amazing. You know who I was sitting next to in the uh, press box upstairs? There were uh, Matt Spiegel and our buddy Dan McNeil. Oh, as yeah. We were taking we were taking the elevator downstairs to the locker room after it was over, and uh, they both kind of looked at me, and Max says, they just won the Stanley Cup. It was like, <laughs> yeah, because it had been 49 years. Time for a relapse. That's what I would have said. Um, Les, you are the best for coming out. What uh, you're, You'll be on midnight to 5. What you got coming up, my man? Bum of the week at 1 o'clock. It was Matt Nagy last week. Who's it going to be this time around? Well, we'll do that just after 1. We'll certainly talk about this uh, Sox uh, game with the uh, Cardinals, which right now it looks like the Sox are in pretty good shape. They're continuing to uh, pour it on. They're leading 4-1 to one and about to add maybe some more runs. And uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. It's, it's going to help the Cubs because they're going to be a half a game closer. Yeah, why was why did Matt Nagy get bum of the week last week? What did, what did he do? I don't remember. I think people expect him to uh, uh, not start – Justin Fields in the first oh, game, okay. and a lot of people were thinking he's going to probably uh, just start uh, Dalton. I don't think anybody really uh, is that thrilled about Andy Dalton starting. There's a few All fans right. saying, oh, yeah, he needs to start whatever. I think right now nobody really believes that, uh, you know, if he is the guy, are they going to get to and win a Super Bowl with him? Obviously not. Last man, I'll, I'll hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Have a great show, brother. I'll talk to you soon. We'll talk soon. I'll talk to everybody in a couple hours. Awesome. Listen to Les Grobstein score overnight, midnight to five every night, but he's got bum of the week. So you definitely want to be able, you want to influence that, you know, get in there with, with Grobber. Thank you. Thank you to the callers and textures. You guys were great tonight. Coming to the rescue on court for everybody who texted in Corey Wooten. I see all you guys, a lot of you texted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So thank you for listening. Thanks to Chris Ranji for coming on talking baseball. Chris Emma, 670thescore.com. Les Grobstein, my man Brandon Fryer, the executive producer of the show. Hope you guys all have a great night. CBS coming up, then it's the Grobber. I'm Grody. I'll talk to you soon. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Bye. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.